prayers. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing and what you will continue to do. Lord, we look ahead with eyes of faith. We behold the wondrous things, Lord, that you're doing. And Lord, we acknowledge and want everything that you have for us as a people and Lord, as a congregation and Father, to even go to the uttermost parts of the earth. So today, Father, we just ask, Lord, I ask that you would just anoint me for what it is that you want released. And Lord, that you will give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to believe and accept, Lord, what it is by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to read that from there. If you can see it, it says, Our emphasis now is not by power nor by might, but by his spirit. The transformation of the appointed and anointed season is a glory factor. How many know the apostle of this house has the revelation concerning the glory? We've heard it and heard it over and over. It's imparted into our spirits. His essence is glory. We are working in him, and he is working in us to move us singularly and corporately from a former and a present glory into a transforming latter-day new glory. From glory, and I like this, into glory. From glory into glory. It is the power of his glory pouring out upon the earth in these last days. Even as gross darkness covers the earth, the intensifying light of his glory in us shall prevail. Amen. Say amen. Say amen, because we agree with that. We agree. So next week, I believe that he's going to be teaching on that, Pastor Frank. They send their love, and of course, we send our love to them. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So, with saying that, there's a few things that we're going to do. We're going to first go into parts of the message, and then I'm going to talk about some other things that are on our heart for the upcoming week of what the Lord has for Touch Heaven. So, we have, we have been dealing with this last week, the personal transformation. Personal. How many know when we're going into allowing anything to be done in our lives, sometimes it can be painful. Sometimes it can be, it changes. It, it changes. It changes from what our thoughts might think it should be into what his thoughts are. And not my will, but thy will be done has to be the prayer that we pray. God takes us into that transformation. So I'm going to read a little bit today along with more of a teaching rather than a preaching. For those of you who minister and minister in teaching and preaching, that, that difference really does make all the difference. So sometime we're preaching, and we're preaching just by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we're flowing in that, in that avenue of preaching, and it's like a fire in your belly. So those of you who are preachers and teachers, you know what I'm talking about. And teaching is a line upon line, precept upon precept. I prefer the former, but I'm in the latter today. So amen? <laughs> Transformation is not merely a noticeable change outwardly in behavior 
but rather it's a transformation inwardly in essence. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. We're talking about transformation because it's a word that the Lord gave us. When the Lord speaks a word, our responsibility is to hear and obey. Sometimes our flesh gets in the middle of it and decides that it's going to figure out what that word means, what God is saying. It's okay to seek the Lord on it, but we will see the manifestation of it when it's the word of the Lord. So God is taking us and calling us into a time, a season, a place of transformation. It should make sense to us and those that are online and those that are in this house. Why should it make sense? Because last year we heard the word that he was taking us into the new. Well, we can't stay in the old and transform in the old because there's nothing there. It has to go into the new. Transformation, what does the Bible say? We are a new creation. We are new creatures in Christ. What? The old has passed away and now the new has come. And so when we begin to come into that place of transformation, it's, it's sometimes where our mind wants to figure it out, but really in the spirit realm, God just sets up a, a block and, and doesn't allow us to necessarily immediately see it because it's an internal transformation. So when we're walking with him, we are changed from what? A glory into a glory. And the Bible says we're changed from glory to glory, but I love that he put into because we're walking in a glory already and we're being transformed into a new glory. How many say amen? That's true. So that means the old has to pass away. Well, sometimes it's hard for the old to pass away. And we're used to the old. But the old is not going to do it in a new day. It's not going to fulfill the plans and purposes of God in a new day. And the scripture says, just as I read, we are being transformed into what? The same image even as the Lord. So when we look into our, a mirror, we see ourselves. When we look into a mirror in our spirits, we're seeing the Lord. And what is happening every day when he's transforming, we become we look more like him, more like him in the spirit, more like him with the fruits of the spirit, more like him moving in the gifts of the spirit. We look more like him, not only in ourselves when we look in the mirror, but others see. Others see the glory of the Lord, and the Lord is going to release his glory. How is he going to release it? He's going to release it through his people. He's going to release it through the earth. He's going to release it by, by himself using those that he has called, his body, his bride. And we are to release that glory, and people will see that glory, and the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God will come to fruition. So as we see, I want to point something out. In this verse, which was... Uh, 
2 Corinthians 3.18, in this verse, the word changed is not used. You see, sometimes we want to say we're changed from this into that. Well, that's almost like taking off our, our outer garment and putting on a new garment. But in the New Testament, the word transformed is used twice. It occurs once in 2 Corinthians 3.18 and another time in Romans 12.2. This term denotes an inward change and not an outward change. Remember, if we, when we read Romans 12, 1 and 2, it tells us that, um, let me go there real quick. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Can you put it up for me, please? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice which was an act that we did today. We came up and we presented. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When we are transformed, we're changing into another form. Perhaps, you know, when we look at this, we don't yet see individually or corporately what we are going to be, but it's already in the making, and it will manifest as we walk out this transformation that the Lord is doing. It's not that it isn't in there. It is in there. But we take those steps on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, and we allow him to do a new thing, and we do not resist the spiritual transformation that he wants to do. Let's face it, as we said, we could all use a little more fire, me included. 2 Corinthians 3.17 talks about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And we talked about verse 18. But I want to go to chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, just for a few moments. I was thinking about vessels. And I had a conversation yesterday with Pastor Ralph about a vessel. And this morning, I was thinking more about that vessel. And so we are vessels, we are earthen vessels that contain a treasure. We are earthen vessels that contain a treasure. The treasure that is the Lord inside of us. And he deposited his spirit inside of us. We operate in an earthen vessel realm. But we have the power and the glory and the presence of the Lord inside of us that can not only transform us, but transform a nation, a family, a home, lives. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now listen, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. When we allow the power to come from us, our power is deleted because we're flesh. We can only go so far. When we depend on the treasure and, the, and what is inside of us, the power of the Holy Spirit, we are unstoppable 
in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of declaring, in the realm of faith, because God does not operate in the possible. He's an impossible God that makes everything come to place. He takes everything that looks like it's never going to make it. He takes lives that look like they're broken. He takes lives that people have thrown away. He takes situations and he causes us because of what resides within us, the treasure that is within us. He causes it to come alive and be transformed that it can transform. He said, you have the power It's of God and not of us, Paul. He said, we're pressed on every side, but we're not constricted. We are unable to find a way out, but we will find a way out. We are despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. We die to that earthen vessel. We have to lay down those things of the flesh. That's what part of this fast was about, portions of this fast. The Lord, not my will, your will be done. Lord, take away those things that I'm holding on to. Father, deliver me from generational curses. Lord, transform my mind by the renewing of the word. You know what I noticed interesting? I studied metabolism just early this morning. I was studying metabolism and Metabolism in the natural, you know, we eat certain foods and and it it quickens our metabolism. And when people are um, on keto or whatever, any kind of thing, you can see that like, you know, there's been a change, an outward change inside of them. Then, you know, someone who maybe is, is, um, has gained some weight, you see that there's an outward change. You can look and see that in the natural. When we take the word of God, and we take the promises of the Lord, and we insert them into that hidden treasure vessel that we are. We bypass the earthen vessel. We go in and we feed the spirit man, which is what fasting and prayer and taking ourselves and setting ourselves aside is all about. When we feed the inner man, that transformation takes place. There's a metabolism that kicks in in the spirit realm. There's a change that happens, and we're feeding. So what is happening? There's an appearance inside in the spirit realm and in our own spirits that there has been a change that has taken place we see it we recognize it I'm not thinking the same way Mikhail like I used to I'm not seeing stuff the same way I'm seeing some things maybe I did before I shouldn't do now I'm seeing some revelation that that revelation was okay in that day but it's not the revelation for today and God wants us to see that And that's where the inner transformation. Some of us have been sick. Some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us are saying, you know, I'm in a a change, a transformation. Not using the word change. It's different. God, you're transforming my life. Lord, you're changing these things. Well, God wants us to know that that's his business to do that. And he wants to do that. Why? Because for his glory. He doesn't want us in the old, smelly, stinky past. We are new creatures in Christ. We are a new creation. So he strips off the old, and he he asks us to also place that old. So the spiritual metabolism, I just declare 
that we will have an understanding of that. And that when we feed ourselves with the word of God, when we lift our hands in worship and we do it unashamedly and we just get lost in the Lord, that there is a metabolism that kicks in because we're feeding our spirit. We're worshiping. We have the word. We're, we're ministering to one another. We're fellowshipping with one another. You know, we've seen with COVID, but we can go back before COVID. When there, there are times and where people just don't come to church. They just want to stay home. They just want to watch. This is not condemnatory. I'm going to make a point here. We're making a point. They just want to stay home. And, and that has become comfortable. That has become complacent. But the Bible tells us that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because it's legalistic? No, even Jesus. Read in the scriptures. Jesus went to synagogue. Jesus went to church. And what did Jesus do when he went to church? When he went to church, he taught. The Bible says he stood up, he took the book, and he taught. He went to church, he fellowshiped, he walked among others. Beloved, iron sharpens iron. Fellowship is important. Worship is important. The word is important. Attending is important. Serving in the house is important. Many times in many houses, I, I'm not sure why it is this way. You will see some very large churches that have very large servers that will serve. They'll take any capacity and they'll serve it. And sometimes in small churches, it's just not possible. So we have to ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? How can I serve? Because when we serve one another, whether it's praying for one another, whether it's coming alongside, you know, walk in the church and take a look around. See if the Lord shows you someone that might need prayer. Someone that looks beaten down. Someone that's shut in. I thank God that we have, we have pastors, uh, 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 Chaplain Pastor Brian, Minister Brian. He is going to take on that lead also with others that are willing to go. Those that are willing to go and visit and call and pray for those. We've done it. And there are many in this house that have already done that. It's a call to service as well. You know, we have to let go of the past and allow the Lord to use us in the future. Human weakness. I'm going to go here. We're going to share a little bit more. I don't have my... Oh, it's, is it actually 1207? No, it's 1107. Human weakness is not limiting God's power. There's no weakness that we have that can limit the power of God coming through us. The only way is if we're in the way and we just say no. We give in to weakness. The Lord has given us the strength to overcome. We are overcomers. We are victorious. No matter what happens, no matter what comes, we win. We win. Can you say, I win? I win, no matter what. The inward difference is that this earthen vessel the treasure can always go inside. The earthen vessel remains an earthen vessel, but now it's filled with the presence of the Lord. 
The spiritual strength and power comes from the Lord, and it manifests, and it gets magnified. A little bit, we use the scripture, a little bit of leaven causes a whole bunch to be affected. Well, I want to say just a little bit of the Holy Ghost is going to cause us to be so hungry and thirsty for so much more, that there is such expansion, that God magnifies everything that he's doing. He wants us to walk in that understanding and that revelation, that we're not limited because we have a treasure in an earthen vessel. Pastor Frank talks from glory into glory, filled, and a transfer for transformation. The Lord led me last week to open my hand, and I opened my hand, and I prayed this prayer. Lord, whatever's in my hand, I give it to you, and I ask you to place in my hand what is your will for, for me to have. So take everything and give me back what is, what is mine to have from you. Because you see, we can open our hand. We can release to the Lord those things and allow him to fill us with what he wants us to have. And that way we're walking in that new transformation and that new place. How many are tired sometimes of just the same old scenery? Same old place. I'm tired of it. It needs, a, it needs a makeover. It needs a change. It's the same thing in our spirit. We can, be, we can be sad on the inside, but we can still have the joy of the Lord. Because why? Because the Bible says it's our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and this scripture, it says, Beloved, we are, it's out of the Amplified. Beloved, it's, it's out of the book of John. Beloved, we are, even here and now, children of God. And it has not yet made clear what we will be after his coming. But we know that when he comes and is revealed, we will be, as his children, be like him. Because we will see him just as he is in all of his glory. You see... We're going to see him as he is, and on the process, never try to shortcut the process. On the process of transformation, when we walk in that place, we're being changed and we're being transformed, metamorphosis, we're being transformed into that image that is the Lord into glory and glory, and we're seeing the manifestation of it because we're willing to walk in it. Transformation. I'm trying to look for the... Um, looking for something that I wrote down. We must be willing... Willing to allow, surrender what is inside to first be emptied out. That's what part of this fast was about on a personal level this week. Asking the Lord to take a look, and for us to take a look, and for us to turn over the things that we know that are not pleasing to the Lord, and those things that maybe 
have been plaguing us. You know, I thought about that word, plague. Not so much com compared to COVID, but those things that kind of nag at us. You know, those things that like, you know, maybe they're hurt feelings, maybe they're offenses, maybe they're jealousies. Those things that try to, you know, control. Maybe they're trying to hang on. Those things that nag us and plague us. But the Lord wants to deliver us from that. And part of what this fasting was in, in, in this week of personal uh, transformation was, Lord, whatever's inside, whatever is not from you, whatever I'm holding on to, would you take it? God is big enough for our questions. And praise God, he gives us the answers. And you know what? If he chooses not to answer then we just have to walk in that peace knowing, knowing that the Holy Spirit is a transforming agent and that he's going to do what needs to be done in our lives. Now, transformation, let's cut that word. Transform or transformer. Transformation, to make a dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character. And then I really like this. Now listen, we talked about power. To change the voltage of a current as in transformer. So we have transformers that, that go on, that keep the lights on, that do everything that needs to be done to make our lives better. Well, when we're moving in the earthen vessel, we're moving in a lower voltage of power because we're going to run out of power because it's an earthly power. But when we're willing to be transformed and allow the transformer, the Holy Spirit, to do what needs done inside of our lives and to make that deposit of that treasure and work through the Spirit then we have a higher voltage, amen? His power, his power working through and his power doing what needs to be done. Metamorphosis. We can go into the Greek, but we're not going to do that because we're going to share some other things this morning. To change or cause to change completely in form or nature. Nature, convictions, our hearts. God is transforming. He's transforming us. He's transforming the landscape of our lives. He's transforming our hearts. He's transforming and renewing our minds and our thought patterns. He's breaking down those things that we've thought for many years. He's healing our lives. He's doing a transformation. Transformation and the renewing of our minds. And it's not just a change in appearance. It's a transformation of character. I talked about metabolism. I'm going to share that, and then we're going to talk about why. Why, for those that are online and those that are in the house, why it's important to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Metabolism. Now listen to this. We talked about the metabolism, the spiritual and the earthly. 
the sum of the chemical reactions that take place with each, within each cell of a living organism and that provide energy for vital processes and for synthesizing new organic material. Metabolism. What is the Holy Spirit doing in this transforming time? He's saying that I am going to take every part of your living being and I am going to give you the energy, the energy for the processes for the new that I'm going to take you into. I'm going to give you the power to walk in that transforming power. And I am going to metabolize your spirit to look like my spirit and to walk in the spirit at the depths and the levels that I have called you to walk in. You see, we have depths and levels. We cannot stay on the bottom rung when God's calling us up three rungs. We cannot stay on the top of the soil when the Lord is saying, dig deep. We either want it or we don't. We have to search it out. We have to seek him. We have to look for him. We have to become those that are prayer people that, that when we open the doors of the house or open the doors, get up our eyes open. The gates of our eyes open in the morning that our thought and our heart is saying, Lord, just as the deer pants for you, I'm going to pant, as the water brook, I'm going to pant for you. It's that new transforming presence of the Lord. Now I'm going to shift. I have a lot more on that, but I'm not going to bring it. We're, we're moving this week, tomorrow. We move into dealing with fasting and prayer to include touch heaven. We keep ourselves, and now we're moving into touch heaven. We need to pray for the house, for the leaders, for the, for the people of the house. There are those that are ill today, and we release healing to you today. We release healing in your bodies. We, we curse every bit of what the infection and everything that the enemy has brought and that the world has brought. And we say, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. Be healed. Be healed in your respiratory. Be healed in your stomach. Be healed in your chest. Be healed in your sinus cavities. Be healed. Gain new strength. Visit, Lord, those that are ill. Visit them today, Father. Those that are sick, those that are struggling, those that are depressed, those that are downtrodden. Visit them today with your presence, Lord. And do what only you can do for your children. So today, we, tomorrow we start on that. So as the body of Christ and in a church house, we know that some people are saying, well, you know, it's because of COVID. But it's not because of COVID, because I've been in the kingdom for many years, and as you have, most of you. And we go through times and seasons and periods where we just feel like, you know what, we let the flesh win over and we just become, we just become complacent and we stay home. I'm not saying we should wear ourselves out. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we should not forsake the assemblings of ourselves together, as is some that Paul wrote. So what is the emphasis, truly? What is the emphasis on coming to touch heaven? I'm talking to those that are here. 
but I'm talking to those online. But those who are here, thank you because you're faithful to come. You're faithful to serve. You're faithful to be here and to worship the Lord. It's making a commitment. It's being reliable. It's being consistent. Why? For us? No, because that's what the Lord wants. Iron sharpens iron, and God wants to use us. We come together because we come together to worship the Lord. We come together. Some, some excuses are, I'm too busy, I'm too tired. The weather's bad. I don't like the speaker. I hope that wasn't the case today. It could be. I don't see the point of going. I'm not receiving anything. I have to work. I can just turn on and listen to a sermon online. I can study the Bible by myself. Church is boring. I've been hurt, and I'm not willing to take another chance. I don't agree with or support the leadership. I'm not comfortable there. Well, if you're not comfortable there, the comfort is in yourself, not in the place. I don't feel my needs are being met. You know, sometimes we hear those things because we hear them and we share them with one another and sometimes it goes into a spirit that gossips or a spirit that speaks ill or a spirit that has an issue, has an offense. We need to minister to that. The scripture says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. So if it would be you and me and Jesus, here he is. If it's you, it's him. When we go to church, we're tending to our spiritual health because God calls us to come together in community and worship with others, not alone. There's five pur purposes, and I'm going to close with this, and I'm going to invite Pastor Ralph to come up. Why are we here? I guess, you know, I looked at that, and I asked myself that question. Why, do I, why am I in church? Some of us have been raised in church. Some of us, you know, unfortunately, even I know family members that say I'm churched out. But I haven't given up on them. And church, you know, when we look at it, we're talking about the house, the building. But really, we're talking about the body of Christ. We're not talking about a physical building. We are that we want, your, we want you to come and receive and have fellowship and worship the Lord. But we are the body of Christ. We come together because we worship him. We come together in unity. He is our Lord. He's our Savior. He sh his eyes open. He looks down, and he says, I see you in that place. Doesn't mean that he can't see us in any other place, but he sees us rubbing elbows and having community and fellowship and praying for one another and being there. I'm going to give you five quick points. Worship. Why do we come? Because church is the place that we come together. To worship to worship the Lord we're so thankful for the worship that we have the Bible tells us in Ephesians 5 18 to 21 don't be drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the Spirit this is something we can do for one another be filled with the Spirit speak to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the Spirit 
not just singing this, but singing from the Spirit. How many know when we hear Sonny, when we hear Jeff, when we hear Leanne, uh, when we hear Carrie, some of the things they said that wasn't written down on paper, that was from the Spirit, that was singing in the Spirit. There's a difference to just worshiping and singing and speaking to the Lord in the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why are we here to fellowship? And sometimes I'm guilty of this, and I repent before you as a people and as a congregation because my hands are in so many things, and I run around, and sometimes I don't stop to have that fellowship because I have other duties I'm trying to take care of before I leave. So I ask you for grace for that. And maybe that's part of my transformation in the coming year. Fellowship. The church is a place to gather together in fellowship with other believers. You see, when we come together, beloved, we are one body. We're all sitting in different chairs, but we're one body. And we're fellowshipping. We're pulling from one another. Your worship stirs me. My worship, I pray, stirs you. The, the worshipers stir us. That's, there's a, a fellowship that is a physical fellowship, and there's a fellowship in the spirit. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. What day? We know the day that is approaching. Pastor Frank will go into much more depth and length of glory, and I'm sure that he will touch that. Why are we here? Discipleship. The church helps us learn the Bible and apply it to our daily lives. The more we can absorb, we talked about that treasure, the more we can absorb the word of God, renewing our mind, the better prepared we'll be to work, work like Christ in our daily lives. What does that mean? We're going to represent him because we're going to be people of the word. Two more, service. The church serves the community. Yes, this community inside these walls, the body of Christ. As members of the body of Christ, we're able to use our individual gifts and talents to serve others. Each of you, use whatever gift you have received to serve others as, faith, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I thank the Lord today for the gift of intercessors. I thank the Lord today for the gift of, of prayer warriors. I thank the Lord today for those that serve in the children's ministry. We thank the Lord for those that clean. We thank the Lord for those that do the things that are unseen by a human eye, but only seen by the Lord. We thank the Lord for those that go out and clean the grounds and sweep up. We thank God for each and every one. But let's serve one another also in spiritual gifts. Someone might need an encouraging word. Someone Someone might need you to pray for them and lay hands on them and pray for that, that illness they're struggling. Pray for that child that's backslidden. Pray for the burdens that are on their hearts. There's a spiritual side and there's a practical side. We are here to serve one another. Last and definitely, definitely not least is evangelism. The church provides an outreach as we're taught and discipled. 
to reach as many people as we can. Evangelists are called to an office, but the evangelists themselves are not called to go out and reach one-on-one all the time. Yes, we do, and they do. But you see, the evangelist is stirring up the fire inside of the body for the body to go out and reach. Just think about that for a minute. One person reaching one or two, a body reaching multitudes. We're here for evangelism. What is the Great Commission? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Can you stand to your feet? Well, actually, just stay sitting because I have to have Pastor Ralph come up. Father, I thank you for this word, and I just pray, Lord, that you will, Father, bring it to our remembrance and that you will activate it inside of us. And, Father, as we have heard, as we have heard the word that you have for today, Lord, let us continue to hear what it is that you're speaking to us now. 